Welcome to another exciting episode of... Uh... Oh man, we've done the intro. <laughs> we've done the intro. <laughs> We're trying to yeah. intro an, an intro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of the Thai Podcast with your favorite host. My name is Togozani and I'm with... Benjamin. talking about today <laughs> well today we actually have i i was uh i found a list i know i don't really like to go over lists we've talked about this a few times but i, I, know, I, I, I know i mean it's good but but i kind of like this because this is uh, supposed to be the 50 most anticipated game board games yes, of 2022 of, of this 2022, year yeah so I found this list and this this gentleman uh, and, Anthony. Anthony. Yes, and uh, first, the fascinating thing uh, yeah. is that it came out in January. Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> it came out almost the beginning of January, and yeah. he's he's like, "There's there's fifty, actually fifty eight games yeah. Yeah. in this list." But we're 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 gonna go through kind of sort of, but mainly we're gonna talk about ones that we found interesting and that yeah. and that we really enjoyed. Um. And I think mainly it's because you know we're we're here to talk about these things, these yeah. games and stuff, and and if we don't talk about it, then yeah. And and one thing I enjoyed or I loved about this list is that the games featured on here covers a variety of topics. It does, it does, and it's mm. not just like the usual the usual the uh, gaming stuff where you have to strategize and uh, you know win over your opponent and stuff like that so it, it features a, a whole lot of uh, yes. different topics yes yes which which uh, kind of makes it more fun and yeah I agree with this gentleman that uh, these games will, will surely make an impact this year so we'll, what we'll do is we'll start off we'll start going down the list and yeah. when we have ones that we want to talk about that grabs our attention. Then we'll we'll, we'll talk we'll about these ones. Yeah, the first one that uh, which is at number one. Yes, uh, that grabbed my attention. Oh, it did. Uh, Hostless courage. Yes, talking about how how uh, the um, dawn of the automobile. Yes, how Very they came to be. Very interesting. Eh? So, do you want to read some on it for um, us? Yeah, let's let's uh, let's uh, read the review on this one. Okay. So, horseless carriage mainly means automobile. Yes. Cars. Because you know? before, they used to have carriages, but they were all horse-drawn. Yeah. 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 And uh, the game was published by uh, Splotter, Spellen. Mm. And uh, the designers are Jerome Dobin and Joris uh, Wissinger. Yeah. So... Uh, Hostless Courage is a game about the dawn of the automobile, a time when cars were invented. And no one quite knew yet what this new contraption would look like mm. and what features would be essential. Early cars sometimes used levers or pedals to steer yes. the wheel to accelerate. Very interesting, eh? Brakes. Uh, <laughs> Brakes <so laughs> <laughs> were not always seen. <laughs> well, you also have to think, <laughs> yeah. though, when these cars first came about, right? Yeah. They didn't go very fast. No, they didn't. So how did they break it? Did they... Well, if they didn't have it, yeah. I'm sure they could just hop off and push it the opposite <laughs> direction, honestly. 
Because yeah. it really wasn't going fast enough to do anything. You could yeah. hop out and just stop it yourself. But, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, why did they feel they now need to move from horses to horseless carriages? Uh, were the horses that tired or they were starting to revolt? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think the idea was that they were going from... Uh, Needing to have these horses, because yeah. you, you got to think, you have to feed the horses, yeah. you have to clean up after the horses, yeah. so you have to have something out there to clean it up, right? True. And if I remember right, I think there was like some populace that was that got upset because of all the, the horse poop everywhere and whatnot, yeah. and so they started going from one to the next, and also at the time that was an innovation of what, because they had done the steam engines, so they already had like a steam engine. Yeah. Which is funny because, and I know this is kind of getting off topic, but it's funny because that's kind of where it goes from the steampunk version of a lot of things yeah. to the standard version, which is where instead of continuing with steam, yeah. they decide, okay, we're going to try this different source of fuel yeah. and continue on because they had a lot of oil and whatnot. True. Actually, you're not going off topic because the main aim of this game mm is to turn you into an industrialist. Oh, okay. Now, uh, this super... Now, I'm reading the description again. Mm. This early super innovative period occurs in the development of many new product categories. Yes. Players are cast as aspiring industrialists trying to find out what features the public will value when buying these new, expensive, and utterly unfamiliar horseless carriages. So mm. you are basically um, a card designer. Yeah, and you're trying kind to of. figure out what yeah. the public wants. Okay, interestingly. Interesting. Do, do you know uh, the first people to actually uh, have a car, uh, not design the car as we have it today? No. Who are the first people? Uh, Carl Benz. Carl Benz. Okay. Yeah, Mercedes-Benz. Yep. And uh, Chrysler. Chrysler, yes. And that I makes sense. And one. Okay. Yeah, so they are the first people to... So Mercedes-Benz is the oldest car, basically. Makes sense. Yeah. And uh, uh, so Carl Benz actually probably inspired this game. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Very interesting, eh? It is. It is. Yeah. Let's jump on to uh, number two. Gutenberg. Yes. So that, that would be the printing press. Yeah. All right. Uh, did you want to discuss that one or you're good with that one? Gutenberg. Uh, yeah. Let me, let, me, let me fire away. You want to talk about that one? Okay. Yeah, let me talk about that okay. one. Now, we have moved from being an industrialist to the printing press. Mm. Now... <laughs> Uh, so the game was published by Grana. Yes. Uh, so it has a number of publishers, actually. Yes. Uh, it has uh, about six publishers. A wide variety of publishers. Yeah. And, yeah, Grana, uh, Portal Games, Ingenio, you know? Yes. Now, what's more interesting about this game is that you play as a pioneer uh, in the 15th century mm. uh, of printing press. Of printing, basically. Yes. By carrying out orders, you will build your wealth and fame by improving the printing workshops and gaining the support of patrons. You will develop a production capacity 
the game will be won by a printer who posts the greatest recognition in the world. Awesome. awesome. Well, well, think about it, because you got to think, you know, yeah. back then and everything, printing yeah. was huge. It was huge, yes, yes. It, I mean, it, it was, uh, and it lasted for... Biggest, yeah, uh, industries at the time. And it lasted for so many years. It's still going on today, just not as big anymore. Yeah, it's not as big due to technology and going paperless and uh, the environment. And yeah, but yeah. you know what? Something about about fresh books is still so nice. The smell of mm. a new book. Mm. Ah, the smell of ink. Yes, ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't think uh, printing will go out of. Uh, no, I don't think so. Out of business. Completely. I, I think it, it'll become more of a, a niche thing. Yeah, it'll be a niche thing, yeah. Yeah. Then we have Aknova. Mm-hmm. you got to let me talk about this one. Okay. All uh, right, go for Aknova, it. at number three. Okay. Uh, now, at number one, we had uh, Hostless Courage. Yes. Which talks about you being an industrialist. Second um, on the list was... Gutenberg. Gutenberg, talking about the printing press. Yes. And number three, we have Aknova. Now, Aknova <laughs> is different as well. Here, you plan and design a modern scientifically managed zoo. Yes. So it has to do with animals. With the ultimate goal of owning the most successful zoological establishment, you will build enclosures, accommodate animals, and support conser- conservation projects all over the world. Specialists in unique buildings will help you in achieving the goal. How amazing is that, eh? So you're, it's, but I like the way they put it though, yeah. because it's not just building a zoo, but it's a yes. scientific. It's a scientific uh, uh, endeavor, basically. Yes. And uh, it has a lot to do with conservation projects all over the world. Exactly. So you also do a bit of stakeholder management because you have to get sponsors, uh, yep. you have to have associations. You have to have a philanthropy, probably. Yeah, exactly. You get exactly. to have everything going on, which is yeah. very interesting. And I, I kind of like the concept behind that. Very interesting. It reminds me a bit of uh, Wingspan. Yes. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Uh, no, I'm done. Number okay. four is Boon Lake. Boon Lake. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really going to talk about that one. <laughs> Honestly, the next one is the one I want to talk about. Is yeah. that number five? We have Frost Haven. Yes. Fire so Frost Haven. <laughs> so this one, um, and some people will know, some people won't know, but there's uh, the predecessor, which would be Gloomhaven. Yeah. And so uh, let me just read a little bit about the synopsis that they have in there, and we can talk a little bit about it. So Frost Haven is a story about a small outpost yeah. far to the north of the capital of the White Oak, an outpost barely surviving the harsh weather as well as the invasions from forces both known and unknown. There's a group of mercenaries at the end of their rope <coughs> will help bring back this settlement from the edge of destruction. Yeah. So you get to play yeah. as mercenaries. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. you're a group, so this is a, more of a co-op. Oh, okay. 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 Um, the only thing they will have to, uh, not only will they have to deal with the harsh elements, but also the there are others, far more dangerous threats outside in the unforgiving cold as well. There's the uh, Algoix, yeah, which is a bigger, more Yeti-like cousin of the Inux, the uh, that'll attack from the mountains. There's the lurkers that flood in from the sea, the North Sea, yeah, and then there's the machines that will wander the froze, frozen force, uh, frozen waste, yeah. at their own free will. 
So you've got to face all these while trying to make peace, possibly with these new races, to work together against a more sinister force. So even though you see some things, there's things that are going on behind yeah. that you don't know about. Mm. This can be played. Uh, it is a standalone, so you don't have to have Gloomhaven to play it, which oh, is good. Which is good, yes, yes. And it introduces more characters, more races, more items, and even uh, a new 100 scenario campaign. And then you can also take items from the former, the yeah. Gloomhaven, and bring them into Frosthaven and vice versa. But you know, since it's being imported, it takes some time. Yeah. So you won't get it instantly and it won't be a standard item. So it's very interesting in that. And it has a very stunning uh, artwork. Yes. Yes. I like, I like the artwork. And... Uh, 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 I see that the setup is more like uh, the Game of Thrones. Mm. Yeah, I, I like pre... Uh, I wouldn't say prehistoric, but, uh, you know, games that are set up in the old and ancient times. Like a, like a, um, like a medieval style medi- setup. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Medieval yeah. style setup, yes. Yeah. Those are good. And, and this one features uh, dragons and monsters of and all sorts of creatures. Your, your, your Dungeons and Dragons going along with. Yeah. And next we have uh, Bitoku. Bitoku? Yeah. yeah. Bitoku. Okay, I'm not going to go through that. Do you want to say anything on that? No, I was just going to look a little bit at it. But yeah. it's interesting because uh, it's actually based off of um, Spirits of the Forest. Okay. So you okay. got to think now what we've gone through. We've gone yeah. from from a horseless carriage machinery, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. We went to a printing, printing press. Yeah. We went to, to animals. Animals. Yeah. We went to medieval uh, fantasy based, yeah. and now we've gone to uh, like Japan area yes. Asian with a uh, spirits yeah. of the forest. Yeah. So it's like ah, we're we're already everywhere. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're everywhere, and we're only in the top. What is it? Six. You know, <laughs> top six. Number six. Yeah. <laughs> And then number seven, we have this one I'd like to... Rolling Heights. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, s- s- say my piece on this one. Yeah. Rolling Heights. By AEG. Oh, really? AEG. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alderac Entertainment Group. Yes. And it was designed by John D. John D. Claire. Mm. Now, uh, roll your m- m- uh, maples, build the city. It's the 1920s in your career as a general contractor. Yep. is about to take off. You have just started your business in a rapidly expanding city. In Rolling Heights, players roll workers in the form of maples. Standing yes. maples work hard that day and provide special action and building materials. While face-down maples provide nothing. You can always push your luck for better rolls but you might lose valuable materials. You need to construct new buildings. Completing buildings gains you prestige as well as New York, new workers to help you construct even larger buildings, okay. including skyscrapers. Now, you see how diverse this list is in terms of uh, the storylines of, yes. of, of uh, the board games. Yes, which yes. Which is what I like. I, I do too. I, I like the, the expanse because you yeah. have to think the... The people that are doing gaming and everything, yeah. we're all going to have our own uh, things that really interest us, sure. which is if even a, a small percentage of that comes out with their own games, that's true. a wide variety of games already. True, true. And, yeah. and the, 
one thing I, I also admire about the gaming community is that every board game has a niche market. It does in every single one of them. You know, and uh, the niche markets tend to spill over onto each other. They do. They you do. Know, for example, anyone who's interested in uh, industrialization yes. would want to know about the horseless carriage. Yes. They don't necessarily have to be a gamer, you know, but that on its own helps them think out of the box about their interests. It's true. It's true. You know, uh, publishers would want to know about Gutenberg. Mm. It can have an impact on the running of their businesses. It's true. No, and Agnova, the same thing with conservative uh, environmentalists. Environmentalists, but then also uh, zoos and... Zookeepers uh, and, yeah, and animal lovers in general. Yes, yeah. yes exactly, exactly. True. And then at number eight, we have Spill. Yeah, I have no interest in this Another one, diverse one. Another so, diverse one, yes. So here you have to contain the oil and serve the, the sea life. Yes, pretty Basically, much, yeah. yeah you, you save uh, the sea life by containing the oil. Yeah. I never thought I would see a game that talks about an oil spill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that one I understand. Very interesting. Uh, next, uh, what's that? Number nine. So that's Familiar Tales. And that one, actually, I kind of liked that idea behind it. Yeah. So Familiar Tales is another co-op game. Yeah. Right? It's a deck building, and it's a fantasy adventure for one to four players. Yeah. So the nice thing is, is a lot of them you don't see too often where you can play single player on oh. a board game. Oh. Okay? Yeah. And, and that's become more, I don't want to say popular, but it's become more prevalent nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. There are more games that can do that. And the main reason why is because sometimes you're the only one that wants to play and you just want to play this game. True. Yeah. And so I like that feature. So yeah. this, one's, this one I think is kind of neat. And it's more on the side of storytelling. Storytelling and, and um, fantasy, yes. Fantasy, yes, yes. yes. So it's an exciting narrative game yeah. in which players take the roles of wizards' familiars, yeah. entrusted with saving and raising a displaced princess. Yeah. They must keep her safe from evil forces that would see her dead. But when it comes to children... It's not enough to merely survive. Yeah. Familiars know that every choice they make will have an effect on, will affect the young one in their care. Mm -hmm. If they're vicious uh, and the throne is reclaimed, what kind of woman will sit upon it? Yeah. Or sorry, if they're victorious. Mm -hmm. I can't even talk today. Uh, <laughs> players will explore a massive world through the pages of a fantastical mm -hmm. storybook filled with branching paths, memorable characters, fighting off enemies, and exploring many nooks and crannies of an enchanted world. Experience a professionally narrated, fully scored, dedicated, spanning, decade-spanning fantasy epic game. Yeah. Easily downloadable for both uh, Mac and Windows, this browser-based app is required to play Familiar Tales. Think of it as an automated game master and storyteller. The app also features a digital searchable rule book. It's very interesting that they've added that because in actually quite a few games, mm -hmm. because of some of them, how complex they are, they've yeah. actually added apps or their own pages that you have to go to to yes. be able to play those yes. games. Yes. But I like this one just because of of the features and also it says shows that your actions yeah. will have repercussions 
in the future. Mm. So I kind of like that that extra involvement yeah, in there. Yeah, so it's uh, it has life principles as well. Exactly. Exactly. Now, the next one kind of fascinates me. I don't know Found, how you say that. <laughs> founders of Teotihuacan. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Teotihuacan. <laughs> so basically, this game is about building pyramids. Yes, the, like the ancient Mayan pyramids, yeah. yes. So the game, this is a strategic game where you compete against your friends to create the best design of the city of Teotihuacan. Mm-hmm. Over the course of three to four rounds, you will place your action discs to the, mon- the main board, forming towers of varying strength. Strategically use the bonuses they offer and construct temples, resource buildings, and the pyramid central to your project. Of Tio Tihuacan. So this is about design. Yes. Basically. Yes. And another element to gaming so if you are interested in designing uh, town planning this is the game for you I can do a lot yes yeah and uh, the next one on number 11 settlement yes Um, now I don't really want to sit and talk about it but I do think it's interesting some of the stuff they have in it because it'd be like uh, I almost want to call it like an expanded version of um, what's it called Uh, Settlers of Catan type of thing yes I was thinking the same thing as well Settlers of Catan but it's more based inside the settlement than outside of the settlement oh, you oh, know it's it's like the the building one that uh, you were just reading about the the founders but yes. this one is more of okay how are we going to expand grow that type of a thing yeah. and then of course you have to defend because there's monsters and what 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 yeah 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 and uh let's jump on to number 12 eternal palace Mm. I don't know much to say about this one. I don't have much, but it does look interesting from the yes, artwork. Yes. I, I bet if I go farther along and actually read about it, it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah. Number 13? Oh, just Zapotec. No, no. Zapotec. Yeah. So this one looks almost something similar to the one before, the founders. Yes. Uh, Zapotec, you know, the, the cover includes uh, like the Egyptian setup. Because I see a pyramid and there's... The Mayan, uh, yeah, 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 around that type of thing. The design is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Pre-Columbian civilization. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so it's in the Mesoamerica. So this would actually be in the Mayan area. Yeah. Yes, yes. So it's a little bit in there. It talks about uh, forming buildings, ball courts, uh, magnificent tombs, finely engraving gold jewelry testifies of the once great civilization. So it looks like it's it's Zapotec is is you're gonna build bu- uh, temples, uh, villages, gather resources, uh, sacrifice to the gods. Oh my gosh! Perform <laughs> rituals. There you go. There yeah. you go. So it's more of a um, uh, history based kind of game. Yes. Uh, game. Yeah. Versus uh, the the others more fantastical yeah. or or yeah. yeah. My friend, I have to talk about the next one. Which one's the next one? Weather Machine. Oh, yes. Okay, go for it. Ah, my friend. This one does this. look cool. Ah, you know what? Uh, the next one is called Weather Machine. Mm. And in this game, you are a scientist. Yes. 
on uh, Prof. Latif's team. So you temper with local weather, adjust rainfall for farms, maintain wind and clear skies for ecological energy sources, tweaking the temperature for res resorts and sporting events. H how crazy and cool is that? It is kind of cool idea, The prototype isn't it? is quite effective so far. However, a pattern has emerged, revealing a worrying side effect. Each use of the weather machine also alters the conditions elsewhere on the planet. A butterfly effect. Yes. Ah, this is amazing, eh? Isn't that cool? Once it's again, so it has cool. the consequences in there it, of it, what true, you're doing. True, and uh, it was designed by uh, Vital uh, Lacerda. So the okay. artist is uh, Ian O'Toole, published by Eagle uh, or Griffin Games. And mm. yeah, it's, it, there's a whole lot of publishers. Yeah. I, it, have you noticed, it tends to be very interesting when there's a collaborative effort in terms yes. of publishing. Yes. Because the games that we've just mentioned, uh, many of them are published by more than one house. Exactly. They've gone through a few different publishers True. and different changes have come yeah. and everything. Yes. Each publisher has something to add. Yes. Which tends to make the game more, more, more fascinating. Mm. Uh, at number 15, what do we have? Uh, Messina 1347. Yeah. Messina. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about um, that? This one yeah. is actually one thing that I did see interesting in here. Yeah. Is that it's about the bubonic plague, the Black Death. Okay, okay, yeah. Which is very interesting. So, you know, obviously uh, ships are yeah. moving stuff around, and so the rats travel with that, and they carry the yeah. bubonic plague, which ends up killing a lot of people. I'm, I'm fascinated by the cover, though. Oh, yes. There's a, a man on a horse and carriage, and then a, a lady next to him, which I assume probably his wife, and then the child at the back of the carriage. Yes. And the child is holding a big rat. Yep. And there are rats, two rats, uh, looking at them. And they're overlooking the city. So yep. I assume they have escaped the city. And like you mentioned, uh, it's about uh, the plague. Yes, mm -hmm. which was carried by rats. Yeah. Ah, interesting, eh? It is. It and is. Another diverse uh, game. Yeah. Very interesting. And this one, this one fascinates me, the, the next one. The next one. Okay, go for it. It fascinates me. Mobile markets. Um, a smartphone ink game. I've never seen a board game that talks about smartphones before. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> uh, so here's the uh, synopsis on this game. Okay. It starts off by saying congratulations. You are the CEO of a multinational consumer electronics company. Mm. Ready for the new mobile technologies generation. Compete with other smartphone manufacturers for selling as many goods as possible by, by planning technology resources, res researches, marketing campaigns, production, and sales for the whole year. Gain advantages while resolving your plans for victory. Mobile markets is a new standalone game, which is a big factor. Standalone. The standalone element is a big factor. Oh, yes. Yeah. In the line of smartphone, smartphone ink. 
providing a similar game experience as the smartphone ink which came out in uh, 2018 but it offers players new mechanics more complexity and strategic planning interaction and competition hmm. this i gotta play one day Very okay interesting. Yeah. so the next one yes. which is one that and it's actually quite, uh, uh, I don't know if I'd say it's quite popular, but it's, it's been around for quite a long time, yeah. which is Azul. Yes. Azul, which is, uh, which is very art, art and abstract. Azul Queen's Garden. Yes, I exactly. I think this uh, Azul, Azul is artwork, eh? Yes, it is an artwork. Yeah, yeah it, it's gaining popularity amongst uh, a whole different industries. And there's like, I think there's like, Three or four other Azuls out there already. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is a continuation kind of a type yes, of a thing. This is the Queen's Garden. Yes. Yeah. So in this one, instead, you're you're actually uh, designing the garden for the Queen. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to make the best looking garden. Obviously, you're against other people. You're trying to make it decorative and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah. So it it does look interesting. I haven't played Azul. I would like to. I yeah. think that would be a fun one. Yeah, that's too. what that's like what caught my interest. The design of Azul. Yes. Yeah, from the first one. Yes, it looks very nice. And on number eighteen, we have Blood on the Clock Tower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. haven't even heard of that one. Yeah, mm. uh, it looks scary. The cover looks scary. It does. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about. Next this one. one is yeah. uh, Darwin's Journey. Yeah. So I'm assuming you go through the journey of Darwin going to the uh, where did he go? I'm trying to remember Galapagos Islands, wasn't it, where he was watching the finches, and that's how he came up with Darwin's theory of evolution. Uh, let's let's see what they say. When okay. all you can identify in the horizon for many long days is the line that detaches the sea from the sky, the glimpse of a distant shore mm-hmm. appearing before before you will make you shiver at the understanding that the adventure is about to begin. Uh, Azul, no, no, why am I talking about Azul now? Because <laughs> <laughs> you that have was, it on your mind. <laughs> yeah, that, that one's journey. is mm-hmm. a worker placement Euro game in which players recall Charles Darwin's memories of mm-hmm. his adventure through the Galapo, Galapo, Galapagos yeah, Islands. Galapagos Islands, yeah, yes. which contributed to the development of his theory of evolution. So it's basically about uh, exploring... Darwin's memories. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's kind of where <laughs> yeah, I'm at it's, with it. It's eh. not a yellow there. Yeah. yeah I, c- I could play it if somebody had it. Would I go out and look yeah. for it? Probably not. No. And this one, the next one, Fro- Frostpunk. Frostpunk. Yeah, yes. The board game. It sounds like it's going to be a cross between a, a Frost type of a game, you know, like even that Frosthaven and uh, a, a Steampunk Type of a thing is what it makes me think of, <laughs> like the what was that one the one about the train and and because the whole world froze over and wada 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 so they're in that train and that's how they live. I don't uh, know if you've seen that one the that that they did like a movie and I think they did a TV show now or something on it. Isn't it something Express? No, it's it's something else. It's kind of got a dark twist to it, uh, so it makes me think of that. I'm not sure if I've seen it. Okay, so this one is kind of something similar. This is a small colony of survivors in a post-apocalyptic world. Yes. Hit by a severe ice age. Yeah. So it is kind of that type of a thing. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily so much steampunk, but uh, uh, definitely along those lines, it looks like. The cover looks like they're in a concert. <laughs> it almost <laughs> does, doesn't it? 
and I'm sure that you play as like uh, one of the the survivors. Um, the survivors, but yeah. one of the leaders the of the trying to get people yes. to work together. So it's about preservation. Oh, kind of. Well, Survival. the funny thing is, is, is with that same thing is the next game is called Preservation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, or, uh, sorry, Perseverance. Perseverance. Yep. Yeah. Castaway Chronicles. And this, <laughs> and the interesting thing on this one, yeah. just from the cover, yeah. is that it's episode one and two, which means this is going to be like a several episodes in this game. Looks like there'll be a continuation. Eh? Yeah. I just hope they stick to continuations and not expansions. Uh, it might. I don't know. Uh, it depends yeah. on how they do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not a big fan of expansions. Eh? Really? Yeah, no. Unless unless the game is complex and it was mainly designed that way. Because what I've seen with expansions is they usually come after... Mm. the popularity of the game. So they try and upsell you, basically. And and it's kind of an afterthought, not it's an actual... Afterthought, exactly, you see. Yeah. It's an afterthought. So they're trying to upsell you because they're they are building on the popularity of the game. Of the first one, yes. You know, so hence I'm not a big fan of... Uh, of uh, uh, extensions, uh, expansions. The the only thing is, is like if it's an expansion that comes yeah. out around the same time, like very, very close in time, because usually yes. that's part yes. of the original concept yes. and they decided yes. to do something to kind yes. of split it up a little bit. Yeah, don't, don't uh, do an expansion a year later because now the game is the game is popular. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The one that actually makes me think of, of that, yeah. um, and I don't know if you've, you've played that game or not, but... Um, it's Lord of the Rings, uh, the living card game, the one that I have. Yeah. And that one, I like that one with the expansions because it's all based off the books. So all the expansions yeah. coincide yeah. with the books and the adventures they had. So it's not necessarily an expansion, but a... Um, a continuation. Like basically. you said, a continuation. Yeah, you see, I can, I, can, I can deal with that. I don't like an expansion that was created based on an opportunity. Yes. You know, it's like uh, buying... A, a, a CD or an album of your favorite artist. Mm. And yes. then a month later, they release a deluxe version. Uh, yes, yes, there you go. Yeah. With, with an extra <laughs> song. <laughs> Just so they can get you to buy an extra yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's how I feel about expansion. All right. Num <laughs> next one is 22. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is Verdant. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't want to go to the. No. I don't want to review this one. The next the, one is the, the one that catches boring. me. The next one is the one that catches me, and okay, I want to talk about this. Fire one. away. Number 23. 23. Return yeah. to the Dark Tower. Yeah. At first, when I was looking at this, I honestly was thinking that maybe it had something to do with um, Stephen King. I don't know if you know Stephen King's I know novels. Stephen King, yes. He has the Dark Tower. Yeah. So I was thinking that. But uh, when I was reading it, it's, it's very different. It had the cover has a Star Wars feel. Star Wars, of. but then also it's got the wraiths, kind of like a Lord yeah, of the Rings yes, wraiths the type of. of yes, true, true. So it says for for an age, the tower inlay it lay in ruins. Unbeknownst to the people of the realm, a great evil stirred in its bowels. It started to straight uh, with, started with strange sights: a flock of crows flying in a circle until they dropped from the sky. The lake frozen solid in the height of summer. 
In time, they could not deny that which they most feared. The evil had not been vanquished. The darkness would soon fall again. The tower will rise. Yeah. It's a sequel to the 1981 Grail game. Uh, So this one is called Return to Dark Tower. Is a game for one to four players who take the roles of heroes. Together, they gather resources, cleanse buildings, defeat monsters, and undertake quests to build up their strength and discern what foe ultimately awaits them. When the heroes face the tower, the game shifts into a... a uh, Dimatic second act where the players have one chance to defeat the enemy once and for all. Hmm. Doesn't that sound kind of cool? It, it, it does. It, it sounds like uh, when you're playing this game, it sounds like you're watching, not really watching, but getting into a movie. Like a movie, yes. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. So you, yeah. you've got that chance where you're building up and then you go. And you fight the Dark Tower. So it's like, yeah. oh, okay, this is cool. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Sounds, sounds very cool. The next one at number 24, Vagrant Song. Yes. A, a bone-chilling, spooky adventure. Yes. <laughs> and it looks like it's on a train. On a train, yeah. Uh, do you want to get into this one? No, it's okay. It? I feel like we've we've been talking about a few, so we should yeah. probably skip down a bit. <laughs> yeah. Hegemony. Hegemony. 25. Yeah. Lead your class to victory. So it looks like it's a class-based, and I, I honestly am not interested in that because yeah. it's that's too much. When you get into classes and whatnot, yeah. that's honestly I feel like that's a lot of discrimination is what's going yeah. on there. But but uh, there's something that I've picked up uh, on 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 all the games that we have reviewed. Yes, so far, and we are uh, only at number twenty-five, so we're halfway there. Uh, one thing that talks to me or grabs my attention yes is, is the the cover true yeah the, the 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 cover outside grabs my attention because it gives me an idea so some sort of a picture of what the game entails it does you know? it does yeah so yeah i mean the, the guys are coming up with very nice covers they are the yeah. artists are very good very, very good, good yeah at number 26 we have the seventh Citadel. Citadel. Uh, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go into this one. Yeah. The cover looks boring anyway. Ah, <laughs> uh, here you go. I think this one you might like. Number, Number twenty-seven. 27. Yes. Jurassic Park. No, no. This one's all for you. I, I, okay. I, I know Number, you like Jurassic Park. <laughs> Number twenty-seven. We have Jurassic World. Oh, sorry. The World. Legacy of Isla Nubla. Isla Nubla, like that. Isles <laughs> Nubla. <laughs> Nublar. <laughs> okay. Let's let's. Uh, 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 dwell a bit on the synopsis. Okay. On this game. Uh, okay, the game was designed by Prospero Hall, and it was published by Funko Games. Ah, Funko Games. So it's yes. Funko Pop. Okay, cool. <laughs> so in Jurassic World, in the legacy of Isla Nubla, you play through 12 adventures in which you customize an entirely unique game, uh, uh, un- unique game board and breed new dinosaurs you cannot unmake. Your team's fateful choices will have a lasting impact, creating your own Isla Nubla story. Your experience will cal- culminate in an endless replayable game of your own creation. Wow. 
Mm. Very interesting. And usually when they have things that have legacy yeah. in them, yeah. it's usually something that's a continuation, continuation or, 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 or those type of things. Yes. So that is kind of interesting. The next one yeah. is Miranda's Collector's Edition. So this is... Uh, as we were talking about before, yeah. this is they they've already come out with four, and then this one's a Kickstarter, and now they're doing a collector's edition, where they have like all of them together or something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite kind? Don't you want to go buy it right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but the cover looks interesting. It does. Yeah, it does. Nice. And number twenty-nine, we have the streets. Yes. <laughs> now this one, not actually going in and reading it, but yeah. this one kind of looks interesting because it's an urban tile-laying game. Yeah. And you can play single-player up to five players, which is cool. Any game that has a single-player game... Can be very good. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just you. It's just you, yes. So you want to, to test the game and see how it works, so you can you play by yourself. Yeah. And give you that uh, option, which is good. That and also... Yeah. If you if you want to try to decide if you even like it, you go to your local game shop and try it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at number 30, we have Paperback Adventures. It reminds me of Gutenberg. Well, this one actually was, I was going to say, makes me think of, I don't know if you ever read those um, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure stories. The, uh, the, the little books. They were like... Uh, that's that big they had maybe like a hundred pages at most and you you turn to the first page and you'll read a little bit of a story and then you choose which way you're going to go and you oh, change to that page no i don't know no, no, no. okay oh man they should bring them back those were really good those yeah, are really good yeah. so this one says um our inept uh uh sorry uh in Paperback Adventures, you get to play uh, as a protagonist in one of the Page Wild's brainstorming sessions. Conquer a... Menagerie. Menagerie. Oh, Menagerie, menagerie of yeah. pulp Novel. novels, characters, yeah. in this solo deck-building word, word game. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Mm. Just like the original Paperback and its follow-up, Hardback, you will build your own deck of cards through the game. And those cards will have letters to help you spell words every turn. But a paperback but in paperback adventures, instead of testing your wordsmithing wit against other players, you will use your words to defeat a series of AI enemies in a roguelike fashion. Paperback Adventures is a solo-focused game. Mm -hmm. It was designed from the ground up as a strategic, highly replayable solo word game. There's also additional game variants for cooperative play between two players. There are three playable characters that have different strengths and play styles. That's actually kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I wasn't going to read that, but that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And at number 31, okay. we have uh, Railway Albans Vyad. Right, Railways Alban Vyad. Well, this one is obvious. Akitsi. One player. This is a one player game. <laughs> yeah, but it has a train, so you can play with. Uh, yeah, it's a one player game. It's yeah. a one player. Ah. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting. But 20 to 30 minutes, so yeah. that's a, a short 
just a little game you can play whenever. Mm, very interesting. Then we have uh, American Bookshop at number 32. That's a card game. Yeah. Not too interested. Oh, this one. Next mm. one, 33. This one yeah. I thought was very interesting. So this is uh, Dice, Dice Realms, yeah. uh, which is done by Rio Grande Games. They're yeah. the ones that I'm trying to remember what else they made. There was another game recently that I really enjoyed of theirs. I'm sure it'll come to me. Anyways, yeah. in Dice Realms, players vie to improve and expand their realms. Represented by customizable dice with faces that can be popped out and upgraded for better ones. Oh, that's kind of cool. Each game is different during setup. Players draw five tiles from a bag of 35 to determine which extra dice faces they will be able to play beyond the five standard lines of, of faces. Lands, victory points, farming, which is grain. Uh, commerce, which is coins, settlements, which is defense, and progress, which is upgrades. Each player begins with two identical dice and can gain more dice during play in addition to upgrading their dice, their starting dice. Play is, most, uh, is mostly simultaneous, which is very good because this mm. means you're not waiting for the other person. Yeah. To begin play, players roll their dice with one player rolling the fate die which affects all players. If winter appears on the fate die, players must pay one grain for each die they own or yeah. take minus two points, misery chip, for each grain they lack. Oh, wow. It sounds fascinating. Eh? It does. Well, see, the thing is that I really like about this, yeah. number one, is that gameplay changes. Yeah. yeah. You played, yeah. Um, uh, what was it? Kingdom Builders with me, right? I have, yeah. And Kingdom Builders, the interesting yeah. thing was was that it has a deck of, I don't remember, I think it's like 15 cards. Yeah. And so the goals change every game. Yeah. The true. map changes every game. True. In this one, what dice you can play with change every change, game. Yeah. yeah. And so this one also makes me think of like, so it feels almost like a cross between the Kingdom Builder yeah. that we're playing, but then also... Um, uh, Dominion, the yeah. card game. We played that one yeah, once too. Played, uh, played that one, yeah. So I love the fact that it's always changing. I think those make it very engaging and, and enjoyable yeah. in the end. Yeah. But there's so much more to it, but it's it looks like it's about victory points, but still that's very cool. I think this is one that I would like to possibly play well, play definitely, possibly purchase because of how cool that sounds. At <laughs> number Thirty-four. Now or never. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. It looks uh, like kind of another futuristic yeah, style one. Yeah. Oh, it, uh, here you go. Here you yeah. go. Is this the one that you're gonna get? This um, number uh, 35? thirty-five, eleven, yeah. nah, football I manager board game. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit obvious. <laughs> uh, eleven football manager board game. Uh, it's, I mean, there are so many uh, football games. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is a bit obvious. 36 yeah. is, is Vanguard. Vanguard. Yeah, Vanguard. Ah, this one kind of looks cool. Yeah. So it looks like a cross between, um, what was it? Uh, I know the one I'm thinking of. It's like, um, not Pitch Black. What's that other movie? The, um, X, Triple X? Uh, not Triple X. No, no. But it's, it's, it's the same guy, Van Diesel. Because Pitch Black, remember, he has those eyes that gets yes, changed. Yes. And then it oh, comes the, into the one that uh, came out not so long ago. Yeah, the one with yeah. the Deathmongers. Yeah. Um, 
I know the name will come to me. Yeah. But anyways, it looks like it's going to be something along those lines, which yeah. I think looks pretty cool. Yeah, true. I yeah. think that would be pretty cool. And Oh, here you go. Number 37. Now, I'm tempted to review this one. Why Ma- don't you? Marvel go for it. Dice Throne. Yes. Now, the cover is very simple. Very simple. Very, very simple and minimal. It's just words and uh, a bit of a dice on flames. Yes. Yeah. So let's 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 give it a shot. Okay. In Marvel Dice Throne, you become one Oh, of the cover is very different from that. Yeah. Cuz it's got all the superheroes on the front. Ah, so yeah. they they gave us a different cover. They gave us a different cover. Ah, so they don't want us to review it basically. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. see them. I see them. <laughs> anyway, we're going to review it whether they like it or not. Exactly. Now, in this game you become one of eight of Marvel's famous uh, famous heroes, including Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, Loki, Thor, Doctor Strange, and Miles uh, Morales. Morales, Spider-Man. If you remember, that's in that um, Spider-Verse one. Yeah. 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 Every Marvel dice-thrown hero was pain- painstakingly designed and balanced to provide the most thematic experience possible. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Allowing you to truly embody your favorite heroes like no other game. Huh. Featuring all new mechanisms and asymmetrical designs, these are our most innovative and exciting heroes yet. Huh. Tempting, tempting. Doesn't that look cool? Yeah. And the way they have it set up, you can play multiple modes of play. Yeah. 1v1, 2v2, 3v3. Uh. 2v2v2 and a free-for-all isn't that interesting it is it is that does look very cool true and it's oh my gosh there we go so i think we're gonna have to at least try that game yeah at least try it i'm tempted as well uh next one is 38 which is hamburg so it looks like uh, hamburg slash amsterdam so you know while it's it's growing up uh not really interested but i do like queen's games usually they come out with very good games yeah at number 39, we have uh, La, La Granja. Master Set. This looks like it's, you know, yeah, once again. It looks boring, this one. Yeah, not as cool. <laughs> number 40. <laughs> the Great Wall. Yeah. This one looks kind of cool because it, does. It, does. it looks like you're going to be talking about, obviously, the creation of the Great Wall, but yeah. then that was used to defend against yes. the Mongolian hordes. And, and, yeah, and the, um, the cover depicts a scene in a wall. The yes. Mongolian War, right? I wouldn't be surprised. That yeah. does look pretty cool. Uh, do you want to share a bit on it? Uh, I think we're still going on. Yeah, uh, next one is 41, Shin Kuku, uh, 1889. It looks like trains and stuff back yeah. then. Uh, that does look kind of cool, but... Uh, yeah, it looks very obvious. Cool, but obvious. Mm. Yeah, I mean... It, 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 Games that feature trains can only do one thing. It's probably some type of like city building, yeah, what, yeah, what, a, yeah. yeah. Uh, number 42, we have the Palaces of Carrara, second edition. Okay. Yeah, this one looks kind of obvious as well. Number 43, Tiltum. Yeah. I don't okay. see a, a, yeah. a picture for this one. Yeah. I don't know. So this one will skip. Uh, 44, <laughs> Unconscious Mind. mind. Yeah. That looks kind of cool. All to do with imagination, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Here you go. How about this one? Number 45, 
Anu Nukai. Yeah, Anunaki. Dawn of the Gods. Yes. I kind of like the name. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And, and the then it looks like awesome. a temple Stunning. and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next one. Here yeah. we go. This one looks pretty cool. 46, War, War of the, the Rings, the, the card game. game. Yeah. So it looks like, obviously, this is... Uh, Lord of the Rings, and yeah. they're going to be having the War of the Rings, so all of the fighting and stuff. So that looks like it'd be cool. Yeah. Epic battles in the lands of Middle Earth. So I'm sure it's probably going to have several of the the huge battles they had yeah. there. Yeah, forty uh, seven. Oh, forty seven. So now this part goes into the expansions. expansions. Yeah. So it goes on Mars. So that's the main, alien and then invasion. alien invasion. Yeah. Number forty eight. Root Marauders. Okay, yeah. so Root is the original game. Mm-hmm. And Root is actually a very good game. And the, yeah. then Marauders, so you're going to expand that. Tapestry. Tapestry was a very art one. Yeah. Also, arts and agriculture. Arts and, uh, yeah, ar- ar- architecture. architecture. Yeah. Sorry, architecture. Looks very interesting. Eh? It does, it yeah, does. The, the cover is stunning. I'm, I'm always uh, taken by the cover. Mm. I think the cover gives me... a. So some sort of a background on what the game entails. It does, but then it also, yeah. it's part of what first catches you and engages you. It does, it catches me. So the next one, 50, which is Everdale Complete Collection. Yeah. Everdale's another good one. Yeah. So actually the, the list is longer than 50. Oh yeah, they said 58. 50. They said 58 Arr, in the beginning. Arr. Yeah. Uh, Clinic Deluxe Extensions. Yeah. The Isle of Cats, yeah, Kittens and Beasts. Kittens. <laughs> <laughs> 53, another Lot of the Rings expansion, uh, Journeys in Middle Earth, Spreading War. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, Marvel Champions, Sinister Motives. Yes, so that adds to the standard Marvel Champions. Yeah, the Maracabio Uprising. Oh, okay. The expansion looks like... Uh, War of the Rings, Kings of Middle-Earth. Yeah. Okay, so this one goes to the War of the Rings that we were just looking at, yes. and they've already got an expansion. Yeah. See, that's what I like, because yeah. the two of them are going to be out together. It's yes, like, okay, yes. you already know this should be yes. part of it. Yeah. They separate it. Because some games are a bit complicated. They are. have, you know, just a single game. Yeah, and so, it would be too expensive, too, too at some points. Yeah, so I mean, the expansions... Kind of makes sense on some games. Yes. You know, uh, 57 of Kavanaugh, Frantic Friends. Yep. Looks scary. And then the last one, 58 Bonfire, Bonfire Trees and Creatures. That looks kind of cool. Huh. But anyways, for most of these, I, I do think a lot of these look like they would be very enjoyable to try. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's few that we would like to own, uh, yeah. you know. If people want to buy them for us, we will gladly accept. You we'll can buy accept. all all 58 yeah. of those for us, and we will gladly accept them. <laughs> I promise we will. We'll accept them. <laughs> we don't mind. <laughs> we take donations. Exactly. Thank you a lot, my friend. All right, cool. Uh, let's, let's, let's catch up by the next one. All right, sounds good. Cheers. Cool, <laughs>